calling all psychonauts. May you enjoy the days through the haze. Enjoy what is now. This episode of the Slightly Fuzz podcast is sponsored by Bud Tea Company, a cannabis apparel brand from Maine. Check them out at budteco.com. That's B-U-D-T-E-E-C-O.com. Or follow them on Instagram at budteco. Tell them Slightly Fuzz sent you. Don't go detention. Thanks for being here. That was sweet. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Yeah. That wasn't all improvised, was it? That yeah, that was all improvised. It was? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are here. Man, uh I uh at first when I first saw you guys come up, I'm like, this has got to be one of those like gimmicky kid plays in a rock band or whatever and it goes viral and i'm like yeah it's gonna be a little lame and then i i, I listen to your album and i'm like this is the real deal right here this is awesome i feel like i feel like that's what pe- i feel like that's what people would think of me when i started doing those videos and stuff yeah My i uh, it, it reminds me of like school of rock have you seen school of rock i always watch school of rock and go Man, this movie would be so much better if it was like rated R. I can't, I can't relate to these little kids singing about homework. I'm not into it. And and you made like a real legit album. 
where if I close my eyes, if I didn't know that you were a 10 year old, I'd have no idea. It's just a good, it's just good music. That's quite the accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I even reached out to, I even reached out to Kevin from the age of truth. Cause I, I saw that he had a guest spot on your album yeah. and I was like, Kev, what's, what's the deal with this? Is this a gimmick? Is this real? And he was like, dude, it's the real deal. Check them out. Talk to them, have them on your podcast. And I'm, I'm glad that I did. So thanks for being here. I'm real glad you did. And Kevin's, he's a great guy. He was supposed to come over the other day and do, we're doing a second song with him for the new album. And, um, but he's a plumber in real life. So he got a little busy with that. So he got a little yeah. busy with shit. So, you know, <laughs> but he'll be coming over soon to do his vocal tracks for a new song that we have for him. So, yeah. Very um, cool. The age of truth. All those guys are just super cool dudes, and we've, yeah. we've had like private concerts. So, so that's basically the only concerts we've been to in the last year has been like private age of truth concerts where they rehearse, which is really cool. And you get to jam. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyler, what what got you into metal? And I asked because I have a three a three year old boy who's kind of into like heavier music with me a little bit. He'll, he'll bob his head a little bit. He's kind of into it. My five-year-old daughter, not into it. She's into pop music. She doesn't like it. So tell me what got you into this music? What got you into the heavy stuff? Cause I want to, I want to start a band with my little kid someday too. I mean, it was really because of dad. Because, cause like, like <laughs> the, the, some, when we would go to places in the car, he would play that kind of music. And he played it for a lot, and he played it a lot of times. And just, I just kind of adapted to it, I guess. And now I like it. When I was a kid, I remember driving around in a truck with my dad, going to like the the lumber yard or something, and he played Lagrange by ZZ Top, and he played Roxanne by The Police, real loud. And I, I still love both of those songs to this day. So, was there a song for you that did it, or was there a band that did it for you, or what's your dad into? I mean, maybe Clutch is what did it. Yeah. Yeah. He's also gotten into other stuff, other bands like Primus after that, that really changed him into, started getting him in. The, he started, he had more of a diverse sound than myself. I was more like one dimensional and he was listening to progressive like, 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 really off the wall stuff with the timing and stuff. And yeah, so, I like, I like progressive yeah. He likes Rush and he likes Primus and he's heard some Yes that I played him old seventies oh. Yes or I just really um, Clutch was a band that we he originally started with, but Primus was a took him in a different direction where he wanted to start playing more bass, doing some more different stuff, and um, so I think that was more. The, the progressive rock and listening to Rush and bands like Yes and a lot of that classic rock was a big influence for him. And it kind of started listening to a lot of Jethro Tull, um, a lot of Black Sabbath. And you can start to hear that in the songs that were that were that that he's writing now. Primus, Primus is a hard one to listen to. There's a lot of people that, that, that can never quite get into Primus. So it's kind of impressive. Yeah. I, yeah, I never was into Primus until he got into him, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Primus my favorite band. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So what is it like 
starting this with your dad and and Adam to you the same question what's it like playing with your son because I didn't have any hobbies that I did with my dad growing up my dad just yelled at me about you know not cleaning up my room and whatnot we didn't we didn't hang out together too much and do you know Acid Mammoth have you heard Acid Mammoth no they're another band real doomy heavy band and that's uh that's a father-son in the same band too you should check them out yeah you're the first that told us. <laughs> so what is it like? What's it like playing with your dad? It's really fun. Yeah? I mean, I never knew it would come to this. Like, I thought, you know, I'd just be playing games in my room. I mean, which I still do, but I do play music too. Yeah. It's pretty special. I mean, like, like I said, I, I can't wait to try to get my kid into the stuff that I'm into. Obviously he's more than welcome to get into whatever he's into, but like to share that thing with him is pretty cool. So yeah. what about you, Adam? How does that feel? I mean, it's amazing. I can't, Yeah. It, it's it, what you're talking about. Like, I think it's luck of the draw. Sometimes I have an older son who's 17 and you know, I had a lot of years coaching his baseball teams, being really close with him doing that kind of thing. And they've become teenagers and they kind of drift apart from their dads. So yeah. I, when I had this bond with him, we were honestly, we were playing, um, he was playing some like uh, T-ball or something in the baseball field. And we played a few baseball seasons and I think he got hit by a couple pitches and, yeah. uh, and then he just decided he wasn't playing baseball anymore. And he was about five or six, I think. And that's when just the music thing clicked. And we went down in the basement a few times and jammed together when he was seven years old and, it just kind of took off from there. I don't think so. I think around eight. Well, you played. You started playing bass when you were seven, and then ah. we really started jamming seriously when we was about eight years old. Do you have a background in, in music yourself, Adam? Other than just being a drummer, no. <laughs> yeah. What about what about recording? Because the album sounds great. Did you know how to record music, or or who recorded all that? We got. As far as the recording of the music, um, the first few songs they were like in the basement. We recorded those with with a couple local guys, John and Dave. Yeah, they had like actual studio equipment. Well, like for the rest of our songs, we just use um, Reaper sixty four, which is a recording app, yeah. and it sounds. We're just using good this enough. thing. This is the only thing that's plugged in this computer. Wow. And we just go direct with everything. Um, and now an hour. Electric kit, you know. Go ahead. Uh, and now this guy from She Loves Pablo, called named Leo, he mixes all of our stuff now. And it sounds way <laughs> <much> better. <laughs> Leo is awesome. Yeah. That, that's and awesome. We're, we're doing another song with She Loves Pablo, too. Um. We're out of Croatia. I don't know if you are you familiar with them. No, I don't think so. You definitely have to check them out. Uh, we we got we got a hold of them through Jared from Mississippi Bones, who also does a, a few songs with us on the From the Basement album. Yeah, uh huh. Um, he hooked us up with them, and they've just been they're amazing. You definitely should check them out. She loves Pablo. Cool. And um, yeah. we're doing a new song with them that we just got we just got the vocals back from them, and it's really good. Very nice. Yeah. So Tyler, did you did you take lessons, or was your dad teaching you, or you self taught? How'd you how'd you get so good so quickly? Well, at first, 
well, I started playing drums first, but I think Dad kind of teaches me, right? Yeah, if you want to call it that. And then when I started playing bass, we went to the rock school, and I got some lessons there. Yeah, he took a few lessons at a local Let There Be Rock School. Yeah. Uh -huh. First, he started on the drums, and then he heard Primus, and then he went to bass. So he's really hooked on bass for a while, and then switched over to guitar after that. But he only took about two guitar lessons, maybe two or three guitar lessons. And then, I mean, he pretty much just has a really good ear and figures everything else, pretty figures it out on his own. Yeah. How often do you play? I play Every day? Yeah. That's good. You got to keep that up. You know what they say? You have to get 10,000 hours in. Five I don't know what you're at now, but. Uh. He still plays way too many more video games than he does guitar <clears throat> now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so at what point did you think that you guys were going to start writing like real music together? What point did it get serious? And it kind of just started off in the in the basement because I don't know what got us. I, I kind of forget what got us into playing in the basement together, but it just kind of started from there. And then, and then I came up with a song, or like an improv song. And then I believe I should get what happened from there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, must be the shirts. <laughs> you got these shirts slightly fuzzed. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we ever were really serious, but I, mean, I think once when Neil Fallon reached out to us. Uh, so how, yeah. how did that happen? So so what what was what did Neil hear that he was like, I'm interested? Was it just like this instrumental thing that you recorded or, or what what happened there? What's what's the real story from start to start to finish? So at first, at first, again, I kind of forget why we started playing in the basement, but we played in the basement and we we're doing a lot of clutch covers. And so Neil, since we did a lot of them, Neil reached out to us and then. He, he saw him on Twitter. Yeah. We, we posted a few in on Twitter that he must have seen or. And after I, I probably posted a few of them. We probably did like about a dozen clutch covers. <laughs> And so he finally reached out to me in a Twitter message. And then I think you asked him, he, Dad asked him to do, if you want to do um, a song with us. And he said, yes. And then wow, that's kind of where it started. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. You know how, do you know how crazy that is, Tyler? There, there are people that are in bands for 20 years that can't get Neil Fallon on a song. Maybe they should do clutch covers. Then. <laughs> did you have uh, did you have lyrics already written at that point for this song, or did did Neil help out with that, or what? Oh wait, what did he say? Did you when Neil when Neil reached out to you guys? Did you have lyrics written for this next song? No. Or did he help you out with that, or, or what? What was the the start of that song with Neil? So he just kind of I saw. So we did an improv. So, well, first of all, he saw us doing all of our clutch, clutch covers, and we also did a few. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> so we were doing a few clutch covers, and he reached out to us, and we, got, and we decided to do a song with each other. 
So we picked out one imp one improv jam that we did. That doesn't lead the clutch, and we decided to take that improv jam and kind of make it into a song. And then he wrote lyrics for it. Okay. Yeah, he also gave us a little direction on it. When we first sent him, we sent him a song. He um, cut a few parts and suggested that we rearrange it a little bit. And so there was some back and forth. We had a Zoom meeting with him, and so we talked a lot. And he he helped us structure the song and made it made it more just a nice solid three minute, two and a half, three minute song. Yeah. And, and honestly, we had no idea what kind of lyrics he was going to bring back or what kind of vocal delivery he was going to give. And so we were blown away for sure. I mean, it, it does sound like a, a clutch song. So, I mean, you can tell kind of by the lyrics a little bit, too. It, it's definitely got that clutch clutch feel. I think anytime, whatever, no matter what singer comes in, it always transforms the song in something different. Yeah, like every every single singer that he did for even our newest song, the like completely changes the song in a good way and it sounds really good. Yeah. Because we can be like, oh, this song is kinda eh. Right? He's like the one we the one oh. we did with Kevin. It didn't really sound well one of them we, we did with Kevin. Yeah. We're just all over the place. We're just you know sloppy and messy and Kevin just comes in and in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. And crushes it. And then we're yeah. like, the song's great. And sometimes it's good to be sloppy because I mean Black Sabbath is sloppy in a good way. Well, uh -huh. I some, well, sometimes I get a little sloppy on my songs. Yeah, and yeah. the drum drummer can. I um, mean, this drummer can be a little mess sloppy sometimes. Well, too. well I kind of started though, right? Yeah. We play the click tracks, which we really don't like. Yeah, because we're never in time with the click track anyway. So it's like, what's the point? Like, yeah. like you put on the click track, and I just kind of like kick my foot on the chair. <laughs> And kind of go with it. Yeah, he starts it, and then I have to add drums on top of it, which is can be hard sometimes because we're all we're kind of just all over the place. But then that's the fun part about it that yeah, it's just amazing how they they turn into good songs. Just where did the, where did the rest of the songs come from? Did you guys write the lyrics for any of them, or did the the people help you when they came in and and wanted to work? They no, just we're just doing the music, and then we okay. send them off to people. Yeah. I gotcha. usually bother people and email them or message them and bug them for weeks to, to give something back, and they finally do. Well, Bob Balk is, an, is another one from uh, Fu Manchu that was, was a pretty impressive grab for for, uh, yeah. for anyone to play with. I mean, Fu, Fu Manchu is the shit, so Absolutely. how did that work out? That's super cool. Well, he, he took well, – I think we – he, I saw that he was giving guitar lessons on Instagram, so we had him do a few guitar lessons. In between those guitar lessons, I was like, "Hey, what do you, uh, you want to do a song with the kid?" You know, and so we, he's a busy dude, obviously. And yeah, I think what happened was on it was Tyler's actually it was Tyler's tenth birthday. I sent him an email, and I was like, "It's Tyler's birthday. You want to lay down a track?" And he was like. Fine, I'll send you something. <laughs> and the next day, send me his killer solo. So yeah, that's it. And he still takes lessons. Cool. We don't take lessons from him weekly, but he took a few lessons from him here and there. Really, yeah. the best 
really good guitar teacher. He really helped me with solo a lot. Yeah. What does he What does he think about this uh, this album and, and the band and, and all that stuff? I didn't really have that conversation with him. We haven't had anything any any recent lessons. I think I think now everybody's starting to get back on the road and get busy again. You kind of caught lightning in the bottle with all those people at the time that we did. Starting with Neil Fallon, you know, it was just a time where nobody was doing anything. Yeah. With COVID and everything. So we were able to get get their they had the time to do that kind of stuff. Now you got people on the road and touring. Once that starts happening, then it's a lot harder. Sure. Vocal collaborations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What do your classmates think, Tyler? Um, one of my best friends, John, he thinks it's cool. He's not into pop music, too. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what kind of genre he's into. He said he doesn't really like rap and doesn't really like pop. He didn't say anything about rock, so but he thought, but he thinks what I'm doing is cool. But everybody else is into pop music and stuff, so yeah, I guess they don't really care. <laughs> I bet there's a little bit of jealousy going on. Like, man, I wish I was in a rock band. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think maybe that'll change. He goes into middle school next year, and you know, it gets a little more. I guess. Yeah, kids, kids, kids' musical change maybe will taste a little bit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you yeah. know, going to the rock school, he he's he's playing with kids that are older than him because, um, you know, it's hard for him to find the kids at his age that can keep up with the music part of it. So it's hard sometimes, you know. Yeah. You know, like you're playing with. He's playing with grown men. You know, I'm trying to find. Yeah. Them some other 10 year olds you can hang out with and rock with right i mean when they are but we did get in a we did get in a few bands with people like around my age but they weren't really playing the music i like so yeah well that's the thing is that especially at your age you you it's hard to find people that are playing at your level because i'm i'm assuming that you're probably a little bit better than most of the kids that are 10 years old but also the people with the same taste. I mean, I know that even from my own experience, I was probably listening to pop music when I was your age, or at the very least, like country music. I was probably listening to like Garth Brooks when I was your age. And it changed so much over the next few years, listening to metal and whatnot. And then even after that, listening into like specifically stoner metal or desert metal or doom metal or whatever, like it's probably gonna change a lot. And, and for you to be 10 and into that music is probably pretty rare. Yeah, I think that is. It's, uh, I mean, obviously, again, it's probably it, it's my influence. Yeah, and I didn't. Like, I definitely didn't. Like, it's not like he just magically started listening to yeah. this stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, like you say, you, you can try to. I have another kid, and who you think that they're going to click, and but they they eventually find their own way and listen to different things. Right. So I think I think he's just this is just magical, and the chemistry that we have is just really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it is really special. And li like I said, having having a son of my own now that's young, and uh, I think what you have is really special. And I hope you both appreciate that because it's very cool. Definitely. Um, so what's what's next then, Tyler? What um, You have an, a full album out, your debut album. You have an album of covers. Is that right? Funhouse is, is your latest album with covers? Yeah. How did how did those uh, all those covers come about? Are these some of your favorite tunes, or did the the guests 
pick some of those or how'd you pick those songs? I think some of our fans, I think like maybe one or two of them were picked by fans. And then pretty really? much of them were just my favorite songs that I covered. Yeah, um, and, there was and who, on Twitter that kept asking us to do a sleep song. And uh, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but anyway. Um, and then we did a dragon. We, we never would have really done that so we listened to a couple of sleep songs and did dragon Eye. and chrissy chrissy does the vocals on the whole album she recommended yeah. the songs too uh, uh the almond brothers was one of those songs that again that was one that we wouldn't have picked um she also picked an all them witches song which was really how cool. did that relationship come about where did where did she come from chrissy um i'm friends with her on facebook and we're a lot of clutch groups, like some of those private clutch groups on Facebook where I've, I've seen her playing, um, what's that called? The ukulele? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's cool. done some really good stuff and singing that I've seen from a couple of years ago. And I just hit her up and, and yeah, it just went from there. And I really, we, we, did a, we, did, we did 12 songs on that album, on the covers. Yeah. And then she also does one song on the, on the Basement album too. So, yeah. Tyler, cool. it sounds like you're you're itching to play us some riffs. You wanna you wanna take it take it away for us? Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. 
Again, is this just off the top of your head? Is this something that you've uh, got in your back pocket? This is something off the top of my head. Yeah, I love it, man. Right and on. I could have just hit the record button on that, and we would have just sent it out to somebody, and they add vocals. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, and so it's fun, you know. Um, usually, when we record tracks, we're just one, two takes at the most. Yeah, maybe three. Because then if it starts to become painful, it's just like Not next. Fun. Yeah. So yeah. we're just fun, really. And that's really the truth. Um, there's, there's definitely little flaws and things you may hear in some of the tracks and stuff. But it's rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, have you have you watched that new Beatles documentary, Get Back? I, no. It's, in, it's interesting. Be, sorry, go ahead. I saw ads on it on YouTube, yeah. It's it's really interesting because they they basically just recorded like everything of recording Let It Be the album, but it but when you're talking about just like one or two takes record it you know it, it's it makes me think of that because they spent so long you know in the same room trying to jam and come up with stuff, but the the Beatles are a little loose too that you know they kind of improvise and record on the spot and go that was cool let's let's go with that put it on the album. And you think about such a, ba- a band like that, one of the greatest bands ever, and it was like, you know, third take or something like that, you know? And it feels like that. It feels fun. It feels loose. And that's yeah. kind of what made them great sometimes, so. Yeah. I've done, I spent some time in the studio with lots of bands, and it's just, it's, I have the worst time, you know, because you're taking like 12 hours just to get the kick drum sound. Yeah. Kick, 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 kick. Like, you know, hours later, like, oh, I would hit the tom. Do, do, yeah. do, do. And you're like, I don't know. That's my experience. With and, and was it worth it? I mean, that's the real question is like, is it worth it after all that time and all that energy and all that anger and all that everything? It's like, what did it make it that big of a difference to the song? You know, I've never been happy with the drum sound that I've gotten my whole life. And plus, it costs so much money to record it yeah. just for one track, not just for one track alone, like the other tracks, they'll be like... Well, just the time. Yeah, it's time. You know, and, yeah. Time and money. Like, you know, there's some really good studios out there. We would love, don't get me wrong, we would love yeah. to go in studio, but we're having yeah. fun where we can just be at home. It's convenient, and we can do it at any time. We don't have to schedule an appointment or do anything like that. Yeah. So Speaking of, of where you live... And, re- and booking studio time and stuff. You you guys have done a couple like live things, right? How did you like playing live? Do you like it? Oh, on video. Like, yeah, like when, like when, like when we go play like commentaries. Ah, yeah. yeah it's, like it's, live on stage. Live on stage. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, you like that part of it? Yeah, like I like it. 
it's more funner playing with the singers other than just like listening to it. Like when you actually, well, a few of the singers actually came, like a few of the singers that actually sang the song, um, came the like Tom and Jerry's and Kevin from the Age of Truth did, yeah. did a live. I, I I saw that. Yeah, I watched it. Very cool. It's awesome. So it's really cool. And then Bill from King Snake. King Snake. Yep. It was really fun playing with them. I was like, yeah. And so that's one place we go to is a place called Tom and Jerry's. And they have like this open mic jam where there's the whole back line is all set, drums, everything. So we just can show up and play. Cool. And, and then we're done. Oh, you just show up? Yeah, there's no practicing. There's no, it's just an open mic. So it's fun. We just sign up. And we, there's already a band there that backs us up. And, and that's what we okay. do. We do that a lot. And then um, as far as playing, we've played a few shows on our own where we book and play like 30 minutes set or an hour set here and there. Yeah. Really cool. That's something that's something you guys want to do more of or um Yeah, I mean Yeah, within reason. I mean he's yeah. we're not looking to go on tour or anything like that. Yeah. He's in school. School's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's having a really good school year. So we play when we can. That's play and yeah. again, I play just for fun. I don't want it to be like I, I don't want to play too much because it takes I feel like the less you play, the more the more exciting it is for each for them to see you again. It's, as far as playing locally, instead of playing every week, or you know, it starts to become okay, I already saw the this. same old. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you do so. have a pretty good scene out there if you ever decide to do more of it, because I think just in this podcast, this is episode like I don't know twenty three. I think I've had like four, maybe five people from like Philadelphia, like your area ish, like on the podcast already. So you have a pretty good group of bands out there that play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small, it's a small, small group of bands, but yeah. <laughs> a lot, I think in, like, in our area here in Delco, a lot of people are really into cover of music and popular. So I think what we're doing is may seem that like it's cool, but they're not really listening to this kind of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you do have the age of truth and uh, I've had red touch black on here. Talked to Heavy Temple a few times. This um, scene is awesome, Thunderbird yeah. Divine, and, and like yeah, Age Hi. of Truth. But I'm talking about more like Delco. Yeah. 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 Age of Truth is from Delco, right? Well, they're spread out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I like the smaller clubs, and and when I go to see a band, I would prefer that anyway. It's more intimate. Yeah. Um, we he met Brant Bjork at the um, a place in Philly. It was really cool. We saw him having a cigarette out front. That's cool. Yeah, and we were right up front. It was just it was really cool. Yeah, oh, I that's take, rad. I take that any day over the larger venues. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about what is next then. Um, you, you did from the basement. You did Funhouse. What are you working on? I know we have a single to play today. Let me know when you're ready to play this thing. But tell me about uh, what 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 is this going to be on? Is it going to be on a new album? What are you working on right now? So basically, when we did from the basement, we, we were constantly recording covers and originals, and we so we had about 20 tracks left over from the basement, which we just they're done. So we've got 20 songs that are just sitting, and so I started sending a bunch of those out to more people, 
and little by little they're all starting to come back now we've got about five or six songs finished and we should have the full album done by hopefully by early spring it's going to be called uh what lies beneath which is kind of like from the basement sequel yeah it's going to be i think it's going to be even better than what the first album was not quite the not the star power that we had on the first album but the songs are he's more matured with his musical style and we're just it's, we're really happy with it um, cool. she loves pablo will be coming back king snake um age of truth that'll be kevin all the singers will be coming back so that right there is yeah. really cool yeah, yeah. And we have cool. some. Uh, we have a lot of local singers, yeah. including um, a girl named Angelique Zupo, who's going to be on the track that you're going to play. Um, that's one of Tyler's old band teachers from the Let There Be Rock School, and um, I sent her a track, and she came back within like a couple of days, and just this song is really. I I, I sent you it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's. I really feel good about it. It's just a fun song. And it is a fun song. Yeah. It's fun and it rocks. And like, that's what I love about it. And, and there's, a, you you have a lot of like these, like just fun rock songs. Yeah. Like I was going to say earlier that like, even on from the basement though, there's a couple that stood out to me that were more than that, even like Dirt School and um, Behemoth Ship were just like, kind of like different, just darker, doomier, weirder, something like it wasn't just a straight rock record either. It was really cool that you put a lot of different sounds and influences throughout it, though. Yeah. Um, Behemoth Ship was with Mike Dillon. He puts all those vibes in there. It almost sounds like a guitar. That's There's no guitars on them. It's just a bass. All we gave him was bass and a drum track, and he does everything else in that song. It's just really cool. Um, yeah. I think, I, was, I think it was more promise and force. Primus influenced on that song, which kind of yeah, it's it's different style than the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Dirt School might have been one of my favorites. It, it definitely stands out. It's a little different. It's, it's maybe a little, a little doomier, something like that. But and I love the rockers, man. I mean, I, I I bring that up on the podcast all the time. Like I have some doom bands and stuff on here, real slow, sludgy stuff. But I love the the rock stuff. I love. Queens of Stone Age and, and Truck Fighters right behind me here. Like, I love that stuff. I want to feel happy and fun, you know, when I'm listening to it. And, you know, you guys, you guys really accomplished a lot of that on that, on that record, you know? Thank you. Well, let's, let's hear this uh, rock, paper, scissors song, huh? Is that 
All right. A little side note. So that song was originally written for Scissor Fight. We originally wrote that song for Scissor Fight, um, and oh. it just didn't work out. We just couldn't make the time to make it happen. And so we sent that out to Angelique instead, and she kind of threw in the scissors into the song. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the story of that song. Very cool. It's a great song. It's a fun song. Yeah, I got to do the backup vocals too, which made, made me feel important. <laughs> when are you guys going to start singing your own tracks? I've done a few. Have you? Yeah. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I played. I sung a couple live. It was fun. First time in fifty years I've ever sung, but yeah, it was fun. But no, I probably should just stick to the drums. (laughs) Well, let's do uh, a game called Real or Fuzzed. Have you seen Real or Fuzzed yet? I don't think I have. I'm going to show you ten album covers. They're they're ridiculous. And you guys tell me if they're real or fuzzed. Okay. First one. Hot damn. Big fat lover. Is that real or is it fuzzed? It's fuzzed. I'm going to go fuzzed. fuzzed. This is a real album. Really? Yeah. Big fat lover? Big fat lover. (laughs) I'm going to get some of that. Hot damn. For different, for different reasons. <laughs> Diarrhea planet. Loose jewels. What do you think? Is it fuzzed or is it real? I mean. Anything's possible. I'll, I just, I'll just go with real. You going real? I'm going yeah. fuzzed. This one's real. Wow. I just went real because I'm just trying to see. The stupidest looks like the real. Wow, Diarrhea Planet. Don Perkins, Songs for My Wild Woman. Hey, real or fuzzed? Fuzz? You going fuzzed? Yeah. I'm going fuzzed. Oh, man. It is fuzzed. <laughs> we got a problem going now. We got this. <laughs> He's not going on me right now. The ones that look real are fuzzed. That doesn't look real. He's stepping on her head. Oh, boy, no. <laughs> Nomad Desert. <laughs> this is called Red Planet Bitches with the Triple Titties. <laughs> Red Planet Bitches with the Triple Titties. What do you think? I mean, it has a real album name and stuff, so. Nomad Desert. Well, Red Planet Bitches with the Triple titties. Well, besides that part, the Nova Desert. You're going real? Yes, that sounds like a real name. I'm going real. <laughs> Man, I thought I would get you on this one. That is real. Nice. <laughs> it's it's good tunes, too. You should check it out. It has kind of a clutchy feel, to be honest. I, I'm gonna, I was going to say I was going to take notes on all this, but I will have a copy of this, so I'll be able to go back yeah. and check out Nomad Desert. Check out Nomad Desert. Yeah. <laughs> Great, great album title and cover, but great music too. Swine and Dine, Eat Me. Swine and Dine, Eat Me. I'll go first on this one. Um, I'm going real. 
I'm feeling fuzzed. This is fuzzed. Damn, man, he's up two on me now. <laughs> Smart kid. Oh, I've used this one before. You have? Yeah. Some of my top 10 album covers of 2000 something. I don't know. Wait, yeah, so it's got the sticker on it, a little like price on it. Yeah. It's called Dance Shut Before up. the Police Come. <laughs> Dance Before the Police Come. So I'm guessing it's real? You're gonna go real on this. I'm going. I'm going fuzzed. <laughs> this is real. It's a real album. <laughs> Dance before the police come. <laughs> Planet Kill, Attack of the Booger Pickers. I feel like I feel like this is like a maybe like a a Primus related album cover or, or album. Kind of sounds like something Primus would do. So you're going real? I mean, sure. All right, I'm I'm going fuzzed. This is fuzzed. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm only one behind now. Bobby Helms, my special album. That's not a great album name. Yeah, it's kind of basic. Let me see, Bobby Helms, my special album. Um, what do you go? I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm gonna go. I'm going real. I'm going real too because I mean, I has pictures of it and stuff. Looks like a real dude to me. Bobby, this Hell. is real. Terrible album cover, but it is real. It's a real one. <laughs> this is fun. This is the best part. Harmonicats, <laughs> dolls, dolls, dolls. I'm looking at the details just to make sure. I'm, like, I'm only one behind now. I'm trying to catch up. I'm going to have to go against him on this one. You go first. Harmonic cats, dolls, dolls, dolls. Real. You going real? Yeah. I got to go. I got to go fuzzed. This is a real one. Damn. That hurt. <laughs> now I'm at two. This one probably doesn't sound quite as clutch like as Nomad Desert, but. Cody Matheson, can I borrow another feeling? Again, it looks like another real person, so I'm going to say this thing is real. Another feeling. Hmm. Album covers all worn out. Hmm. I'm already trying to trick you. Ow. I'm going fuzzed. This is it's real. That was it. That was it. That was the last one. He wins. Tyler wins that one. <laughs> oh, there's another round? No, that was it. Oh, that's ah. it. Just one round? Damn. Well, I guess <laughs> Just when we're starting to have fun. <laughs> next time, next time, when you put out the next album, you can come back. We'll do another round. I think the triple titties was the best one. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's such a good album cover. <laughs> Definitely check those guys out afterwards. I think you might like them. You got to check oh. out She Loves Pablo. She Loves Pablo. Yep. Yeah, you can check She Loves Pablo. Check out Nomad Desert. What's it called? Nomad? Nomad? You can search it up for a Yeah. 
Well, that's that's all the, the stuff I got for you. I appreciate you guys being on. That was fun. Everyone go check out From the Basement, Funhouse, whatever you guys have next. When's the album coming out? When's the next one coming out, you said? I want to say early spring. No set date yet. Okay. We, we all have some singles coming out, like uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors will be coming out on December 18th, which is not far away. I think that's a week from this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that song, hopefully everyone will check it out. We will be on Bandcamp. It'll be on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Tyler, I hope you, uh, I hope you keep playing. You're very, very talented. I hope you appreciate what it means to be able to do something really fun and meaningful with your own dad. It's very cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Do you want to you play us out? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn it off. Right on. Right on. All right. See you guys. Bye.
See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Thank you guys. That was awesome.